Welcome back, everybody. Free NFL bets. My name is Eric. I had a really nice week last week. It was profitable. Only one unit. I got hooked on my two-unit play. Won my other two-unit play. But guess what? Here we are, divisional round of the 2021-2022 NFL season. And I'm excited, guys. I don't have any trends this week, so I'm just going to jump right into it. And again, all of my official plays, all of my official bets are at my Twitter page, at FreeNFLBets, with an S at the end, at FreeNFLBets, has the goofy orange logo on it. So follow me there for all my bets, free bets, free winning bets, guys. All right, let's get right into it. First game, Cincinnati at Tennessee. The line currently is minus three and a half, total sitting at 47 and a half. Yeah, around 47 and a half, um, pretty much everywhere. All right, so, and I'll just say this for every single game this week, guys. I have been back and forth on every single game. I mean, guys, I, I'm i telling you, I mean, every single morning I wake up with a different opinion. Um, I'm honestly probably not going to bet a side straight up this week, even though I was very profitable at around 58, 59% with picking spreads at minus three and and less. But I just, I don't feel comfortable with these lines. I mean, not, not these lines, um, but just the matchups. I I don't really have a great hunch either way. I mean, it's like a, it's honestly a coin flip. I have no idea who's going to win three out of four of these games. And even the Green Bay San Francisco game, I don't feel amazing about Green Bay. I feel really good about them, but um, San Francisco's live in that one. So that's kind of my precursor to how I'm feeling about everything. But with that, I do have some strong opinions, guys. And I'll let you know on this podcast and follow me on Twitter at Free NFL Bets. And I'll let you know what I uh, get to the window with and put my cash on. So when I first thought about this game, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, primetime player, you know, they're not scared of the moment. You know, T. Higgins won a national championship. Obviously, Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon played at Oklahoma. I mean, these guys have played in big games before, right? On the offensive side of the ball. So Cincinnati's offense isn't going to be scared. Now, Tennessee's defense is sneaky, disruptive, especially at home. Especially at home, right? Uh, and they're all healthy. They're all healthy. So Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, uh, the corners are healthy. The safeties are good with Bayard. Um, yeah, so Tennessee and then A.J. Brown's healthy, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry's most likely going to play. Now, the thing with this line is this. Once Derrick Henry is officially active, it's not going to go to – it's not going to stay at three and a half. It'll go to four. Might go to four and a half for Tennessee. There's going to be a lot of money once they know Derrick Henry's playing. So that's something to keep in mind. If you like Cincinnati, don't rush yet because, trust me, tomorrow, Friday, when the final injury report comes out, uh, Derrick Henry uh, will move that line. People will move uh, the money up because of that. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, my thoughts on it, I like Cincinnati. Um, I don't love them, and that's why I'm not going to bet this game – you know, aside, and I'm even thinking about teasing. I mean, if it gets to four and a half, and I can get ten and a half on Cincinnati on a teaser, I like that. 
Um, I might make that a half unit play, like a 2% play. Uh, maybe with Green Bay on the money line, like Green Bay money line and Cincinnati plus 10.5. I like that half unit. I, I might do that. But, you know, if I was betting it straight up, I lean Cincinnati. But, man, guys, I think the more I think about it, I think this is a Tennessee spot. I think they feel – I think they have this chip on their shoulder. I think Mike Vrabel is a head coach that, you know, obviously was a linebacker in the NFL for a lot of years, and he comes with that nasty mentality. And you have to think about where this team has been. Tennessee lost in the AFC Championship two years ago to Kansas City. And then last year they lost at home to the Ravens. So they've had a little bit of postseason success – and then they had a little bit of postseason letdown at home last season. Now, they're at home again. I, I Guys, I'm telling you, I, I think Tennessee's going to win in a close game. That's, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. I'm probably going to stick with that. And ah, that, that's how I feel, guys. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. As far as the total, I kind of like the under. Um, I think Tennessee's defense, I mean, obviously Tennessee's defense is the key to this under because if Tennessee slows down Cincinnati, then Tennessee has no reason to push up tempo and Tennessee doesn't want to blow anybody out, right? They want to win a controlled game. Like Mike Vrabel played with the Patriots. He played with the Steelers. He knows about winning close games and milking the clock in the second half. And that's, you know, how they built this team. So I'm not going to go too much longer on this one. Um, but the more I'm thinking about it, I like that under, guys. I, I do think Tennessee's defense slows down Cincinnati enough. Um, I don't feel great about it again, but I, I don't think Cincinnati gets to 27. And if Cincinnati does get to 27, um, even then, I don't love the over. I mean, I could see Tennessee just stopping it at 20, 21. I guess 21 would make it go over. But, yeah, uh, player prop-wise... I don't know, guys. Um, I mean, because player prop wise, if you're betting player props, you have to realize this: if you're getting, if you're going to get the game script wrong, meaning what the most likely probability of the game script is going to happen, right? So, I mean, if you like tennis, if you like AJ Brown over receiving yards, well, then you better hope Tennessee is trailing the game a a lot, and you think Cincinnati's going to win. Um, or, I mean, you just think it's going to be a close game the entire time. Because if Tennessee gets up, they're not going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be running the ball to Deontay Foreman and Derrick Henry. So just keep that in mind. So player prop-wise, I really don't know how that game shift's going to go. I could see Cincinnati blowing out Tennessee. I could see Tennessee blowing out Cincinnati. So I'm going to stay away from the player props, but I do lean T. Higgins. I think it's a T. Higgins day. I think he gets his. All right, next game, San Francisco at Green Bay. It looks like Nick Bosa is going to play. Uh, today he practiced, uh, clearing another step in the concussion protocol. So it looks like he's trending in the right direction. Injuries for uh, Green Bay. Zadari Smith looks like he's going to play this week, coming off the IR. And same with Jair Alexander. Looks like he's going to play as well. Everybody else is healthy. Um, well, I guess... Uh, uh, what's Scant- Scantling, Valdez, Scantling, or whatever his name is. I don't really like that guy um, as a player. Um, so I don't 
I mean, they got Lazard, they got Randall Cobb, they got Adams. They're fine. Aaron Jones, they're fine. Uh, I think Bakhtiari is questionable to play this week. Um, who knows? I mean, he basically hasn't played the entire season. And um, injuries, sorry, injuries for Tennessee and Cincinnati. Cincinnati is pretty healthy except for uh, Larry Ogunjobi, but B.J. Hill step in. I don't think it's that huge of a loss in interior on that defensive line. Okay, back to San Francisco Green Bay. So this line is actually at minus five and a half at almost every book. So that's pretty shocking. Um, not shocking, but um, surprising. Because, I mean, there was it was painted six everywhere. So there's been some love on San Francisco. I don't know if they think it's uh, because Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he's going to play now. Not sure. Um, not sure about that one, guys. So that's that's very interesting there. Very, very interesting. Because I think Green Bay is going to win this game. This is the game out of all four of the games that I feel the most confident about. I like Green Bay at home. They went to the NFC Championship. I think everybody knows this. The past two seasons. And they didn't get it done. Last year, they were at home in the NFC Championship game. Home the entire postseason. They didn't get it done. Aaron Rodgers has admitted, or I guess there was a report this week that Aaron Rodgers understands that he's kind of underperformed. Not kind of. He has. I mean, so he, he gets all upset in the offseason, right? He gets really upset. And he feels disrespected, and he has been disrespected. Okay, he has. He has a point with that. But at the same time, he hasn't delivered in the postseason recently. He hasn't. Um, I mean, going back all the way to when they lost the NFC Championship game at Seattle. Um, and, I mean, they had a lead in that game. And you're supposed to just, you know, can take control of that thing in the second half and put them to bed. They didn't do that then. At San Francisco two two seasons ago, um, I, I think San Francisco was the far superior team then. I, I don't really put that on Aaron Rodgers, but last year, guys, let's let's talk about last year. Aaron Rodgers threw interceptions. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions, man. He doesn't throw them, so he did. And I know the one on the Sean Murphy bunting before the half. I know like Sean Murphy bunting of the Buccaneers. That that was defensive pass interference. I mean, guys, come on. That that was that wasn't Aaron Rodgers necessarily fault but I mean he still threw it and bottom line is this where I'm getting at is Green Bay is bubbling and with emotion and they want this game bad they want to go to the Super Bowl bad and now will they do that who knows I think San Francisco definitely has a shot to win this game but with that said Green Bay is ready they're poised and they're ready all the right players are healthy um they have enough talent there to beat san francisco and i just think lambeau field is a huge advantage Uh, i mean if you saw randall cobb's interview today he was crying about what going and winning another super bowl would mean to him so I mean, if that's only him, I mean, you, I mean, guys, these, these players talk again. I mean, if you, if you don't know anything about me, I used to play college football, division one football. Um, I played with NFL players who've been drafted and I, I know what goes on in these locker rooms, guys. I know what happens. Um, football's an emotional sport. 
these guys talk throughout the week. These guys hear each other. This, when, when a team's boiling over with emotion like this, they're going to come ready to play, okay? So Green Bay is going to come ready in this one. I really like Green Bay to play. I wish I felt more strongly about another team to tease with Green Bay um, for a one-unit play. I just don't because the other three games I, I just don't feel amazing about. Um, let's talk about San Francisco because I just, you know, showed an enormous amount of love to Green Bay. So Nick Bosa looks like he's probably going to play. Who knows with these concussions, though? I mean, the guys clear like four out of five steps on Wednesday and still don't end up playing um, come Sunday. Uh, this is a Saturday game. So I don't know. Who knows? Other than that, the offense is healthy, extremely healthy. Um, well, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the thumb. Sorry, I was thinking of the offensive line as Trent Williams, but Trent Williams is healthy. And the wide receivers are healthy. Debo Samuel's healthy. Elijah Mitchell's healthy. I mean, yeah, they're all ready. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's not on the practice, I mean, on the injury report anymore. But that thumb has been bothering him in the past, and I'm sure it's not completely healed. But he looked okay last week. I mean, he wasn't asked to do a lot, but he didn't look like, you know, he couldn't make throws. I know he had the really bad interception in the second half, but um, he still played okay. He played okay. Uh, the defense, everyone's healthy. The linebacker core has been kind of beat up all season, but um, all those guys are healthy. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, the other guy with, a, I think his name starts with an M. Um, the secondary is all healthy. They all wear single digits, so they think they're sweet, right? They all think they're nice. They've been playing nice. That defense is really, really, really coming around, right? They weren't that good beginning of the season. New, uh, new defensive coordinator, um, the linebacker from who played at Houston for a long time. I forget his name. Um, he's gotten that defense to play well. Uh, he's going to get tested with Aaron Rodgers, of course. Anybody's going to get tested with Aaron Rodgers, but um, that's something that's something to keep in mind for the under, right? The, the over-under is at 47, and I don't know, guys. I mean, my first initial reaction on that is I like points in this one. I think Green Bay gets the 24 and at least, and I like San Francisco to get to 20. So... Um, you know, any higher than that? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you like, if I like the game to get to 44, you know, worst case scenario, I, I, I kind of like this game going over too. Uh, don't love it though. Uh, tease it tease it down to 37 flat, a flat 37. Final score would be 20 to 17. Yeah, I like that. I don't love it. And that's kind of where I stand on that, guys. So I'll take Green Bay to win it for sure. I feel pretty confident in that. You know, I just wish I had another side that I feel as confident that I do about Green Bay winning. And player prop wise, I like Brandon Ayuk. If Jair Alexander is really healthy and and he's ready to go, like they're saying he is, he'll he'll take on Debo Samuel. Um, I'm not sure about Kittle. I have to look at some. Uh, defensive stats and safety matchups against tight ends but you know I think Kittle shows up and that's kind of all I got guys maybe Alan Lazard props 
on the other side for Green Bay with Scantling being out. But other than that, not not any big strong leans there, guys. Okay, let's go to the Sunday slate. 3 o'clock, Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got minus three. Minus two and a half at some books. Man, it's been a lot of Rams love here. And I have to admit, I do like the Rams. I do. I think the Rams plus three, I think that's a pretty good bet this week. The the whole key is this, guys, and this is what's every and, and this is what everybody is talking about. They're talking about Tampa's offensive line and they're concerned about it. And rightfully so. Anytime you're missing an all pro right tackle and potentially a pro bowler center and Tristan Wirfs, the right tackle, and Ryan Jensen, the center, um, that's a concern because the backups are Josh Wells and somebody and Stinney, I think. And I played against Josh Wells in college, but he's a good player. Um, but, I mean, he's not Tristan Wirfs, guys. It looks like Ryan Jensen's going to play. He practiced today, and he's a really tough guy. He doesn't miss a lot of playing time. He'll play. He's going to play one way or another, the center. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Um, Tristan being out that right tackle, that's a concern. Now, thinking about moving Alex Kappa, the right guard, to right tackle and putting Josh Wells in at um, guard or Stenny at guard, at right guard. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's great either, guys. I mean, then you're putting him against Aaron Donald. Um, I don't know. That's a, it's a tricky situation. It doesn't look like Werfs is going to play either. Um, it doesn't look like he's going to play and it's a right ankle. So, I mean, that's his kick step is a right tackle. So your right ankle, you're kick stepping back. So you're, you're planning and putting all your weight on that as, 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 you know, you you have to adjust and move. I don't know, guys. I don't think he plays. I really don't think he plays. So, uh, other injury news for Tampa. Cyril Grayson, the wide receiver who caught the game-winning touchdown pass against the Jets at the last second. Um, looks like he's going to play. He didn't play last week. I don't think he played last week. And that's huge because Tom Brady has said that he trusts Cyril Grayson. And when you only have Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, I guess it looks like Leonard, Leonard Fournette's going to play this week. He kind of preluded to that on Instagram saying, see you Sunday. So, but but you need a compliment to Mike Evans. And Tyler Johnson just hasn't really been that compliment that they were looking for. Um, he was really great at Minnesota, University of Minnesota. But he, I don't know. He's had moments. He's had good moments. But he just hasn't been super reliable and hasn't had that chemistry with Tom uh, that the other wide receivers have had. So if Cyril Grayson plays this week and he's healthy and he looks good, that's a big lift. That's a big help. I know that's an underrated huge help for Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Um, everything else looks good. It looks like Levante David's going to play. Um, the defense front seven is healthy and ready to go. And that's big time. Because they need to create pressure on Matt Stafford, who's been throwing a lot of interceptions down the stretch. Um, what's not good for Tampa Bay is that secondary still just is overmatched against great wide receivers in the Rams. So now let's transition to the Rams. 
the Rams have been gelling with OBJ and Van Jefferson and obviously Cooper Cup. So those three wide receivers are on the same page with Matt Stafford right now. And now Cam Akers is back. The run game looked great last week. I don't think anybody's running on Tampa Bay anymore this season, though. I just, I don't. Like, Tampa Bay had their lulls in the regular season, but no one's running on that front seven. When that front seven puts their foot down, they're like, no, you're not running the football on us. They're not running the football on on anybody. So player prop-wise, I do like the Rams throwing the ball. And my secondary bet um, to that player prop, so like Matt Stafford I love and Rams wide receiver receptions and yards I really love this week. Even if the Rams win and are winning a majority of the game, they, I'm telling you guys, you're not going to be able to run on that front seven of Tampa when they say, no, it's not happening. And it's not going to happen this week. I know this. I've been right on this all season. I pinpointed this. That's not happening. So the Rams will have to throw the ball. What does that mean, guys? And, and they're probably going to do really well at it. I, I think so for sure. They're going to score points. So, guys, I like this over a lot. This is my most confident bet of the entire week. Teasing this over-under down to 39.5 and pairing it with two other plays. Now, those two other plays, I don't know, guys. I got to I gotta look at this thing. I, I, I'm not sure. And, see, that's where I'm struggling this week with putting out a great bet because, I mean, sometimes – I do three teeth or three leg parlays and I didn't, I haven't had that much success with them this year as I've had in years past, but I'm, but I still have hit a lot of my big plays at a good rate at a confident rate where I, I feel great about it. And I'm telling you the Rams Tampa is going over 40 total points, guys, 39 and a half. It's good. Guys, worst case would be 23, 17. Um, this that game's gonna go over, guys. I feel really strongly about that. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the best feel I got, guys. Um, I lean Los Angeles to win the game, but I don't love it. Um, and I like that over and the Rams player props passing. I mean, I like Leonard Fournette receptions. I like Gronkowski receptions. I guess not. Maybe not Leonard Fournette. I got to see how healthy he is. Um. But, yeah, I like points in that one, guys. That's that's what I'm leaning. All right, let's transition to the last game of the week. This is the heavyweight bout. This is the game everyone can't wait to see, including myself. Sunday night, Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You got the Buffalo Bills visiting the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Bills Mafia against Chiefs Kingdom. The line as it stands now at Thursday night is minus one and a half. Maybe minus two somewhere uh, for Kansas City. And I'm going to keep this kind of brief, uh, guys. I really don't know who's going to win this game. Uh, This is the one I I keep flip-flopping back and forth forward the most. And... I just, I don't know, guys. I have no idea. And with that said, I think that 
I'll lean the Chiefs just ever so slightly. But honestly, guys, I mean, I, I'm just going to stay away from this one. I'm not even going to tease any side. I could see either side winning by more than 10 points. I mean, I guess if you want to super tease it, um, I don't know, and add 14 points, something crazy, I could see that being pretty safe. Um, the total's at 53.5. I do like it at teasing it down to 43, 43.5. And pairing that with two other plays. I think that's a really smart play. That's the only way I'm looking at that game. And I'll look at some player props. But other than that, I really have nothing to add to that game. And so that's pretty much it, guys. That's all I got. Uh, I know I said it was going to be quick that last game. Um, I'll try to get the next podcast out next Thursday night. uh, So people who drive in into work on Friday can listen to it. Uh, I know that's what I like to do. And yeah, follow me at Twitter at FreeNFLBets for all my plays, and I will see you on the next podcast, guys.